Welcome to the Primal Endurance Podcast. Slow down and enjoy the show, where we rap, literally, about everything you need to know. I'm your host, Brad Kearns. Are you ready? Let's go. I am here with Jay O'Hare and Dave Whitlinger, partners at Venga CBD. And we're going to talk about CBD, guys, huh? Hey, Brad. It's great to, it's great to be on your show. Um, it was so fun to engage with you by email and learn all about this. And I'm peppering you with questions and like, wait a second, uh, what about this? What about that? And I think the, generally uh, the the, uh, the the population is is hearing about this incredible trend of uh, CBD becoming popular for treating all manner of uh, health health conditions uh, sure. in a natural manner. But you guys have really focused in on the endurance athlete community of which both of you are. So maybe you could uh, give a little intro, talk about your endurance uh, involvement. So we make sure le- you're legit, right? Let's see what are these guys got <laughs> in their sleeve, That's man. Right. Let's see. Well, I saw some race numbers in the background of the Skype. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what you got going. And then um, how you got this uh, got this company and this operation going? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, um, so I uh, have been an endurance athlete. Gosh, twenty five plus years uh, in triathlons, um, cycling, and then for the past about seven years, trail running and ultra running. And so, um, hopefully, that qualifies me as having some uh, <laughs> some some expertise in the endurance realm. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I think one of the big things about endurance athletes is that we do these sports. Sure. The races are great. And, uh, and that's, those are all fun to do, but really it becomes a big part of our identity and it becomes something that, um, we just need in terms of not just physically, but mentally. And, uh, when you've been doing it this long, it just becomes a part of who you are. And, uh, the, the unfortunate part is, is that when you put your body through these kinds of things and we're getting older and we're putting our bodies through more miles and pounding, it becomes a little more difficult to bounce back. And so we want to be able to stay out there and continue to do the sport that we love forever. And I noticed that as I'm getting older, it's, uh, you know, the PRs are, are, um, they're kind of set. I don't, there's probably some that I'm not going to hit again, but I want to be able to stay out there and continue to do the sport that I love. And it turns out that CBD is a phenomenal way to help endurance athletes in a number of different areas. And, um, uh, so as an athlete, I looked to CBD and, um, was, uh, part of a CBD manufacturing company. And that's where I really began to learn about the benefits of CBD, how it's made, what to look out for, um, you know, what's what's good CBD. Uh, and that's where it just made so much sense to me to say, gosh, you know, the endurance community could really benefit from a, uh, a product that's tailor made for them. And uh, so I decided to start Venga CBD and uh, we got going uh, mid-year last year. And we're just, uh, we're doing gangbusters and it's just terrific to work with athletes and help them understand and be able to properly use CBD. Yeah. I don't understand what you mean by, uh, endurance sports becoming part of your identity. Can you explain? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, you're right, man. You get, you get so deep into this. And I think what you were getting at, I, I just wanted to pick that point out a little more. Yeah. What you're getting at is it's so much fun and so nourishing to the soul. And you have your social life 
uh, wrapped up in, in your endurance endeavors in many cases where you're meeting with the group on Saturday morning and it's so fun to go out to Tuesday night pizza after the track workout and what have you. And uh, what I noticed was sometimes your, uh, your best interest of your, your, your physical body and your progression as an athlete get uh, mixed into a uh, sort of a, a conflict with that social uh, aspect and the fact that your identity is wrapped up in what you've achieved and accomplished as an endurance athlete. And so then we have the overtraining and the chronic exercise patterns that are, are driven strongly by the fact that people love it so much. Sure, sure. And, and so then injury and uh, being sidelined, I mean, it seems to be like something that we all try to avoid, but it's almost one of these um, sort of unavoidable circumstances that's going to happen after a period of time of doing an endurance sport. And so when we're sidelined or when we have an injury, it's like it's it feels like a, a real threat to our, our ability to be able to go do this thing that we love and that we identify so closely with. And so, um, you know, oftentimes we'll reach for uh, certain drugs or, or different types of remedies that um, that may benefit on one side, but then they have trade offs and um, uh, side effects that, um, you know, that are that are that are a downside on the other hand. So. Um, this is where CBD can play a role in really helping athletes stay out there, um, helping their bodies recover faster. And we'll get into this in a bit, but, um, uh, but that's, that's where we see just such promise for, uh, uh, for CBD. So when you mentioned the other options, the pharmaceuticals or even the -the over-the-counter non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, and this is so, you hear this so commonly among the endurance athlete community where uh, people pop to ibuprofen and then go out on their 80 mile bike ride and, and don't have cramping. But, uh, to me, this is highly alarming. The commonplace usage of, uh, these, these powerful agents that of, of course are available over the counter, forget about getting a prescription for some anti-inflammatory, but can you talk a little bit about, uh, the, the downside effects of these, uh, basically wonder drugs that do work and they do reduce inflammation while you're training uh, but you're uh, you're setting yourself up for long term repercussions when you're when you're pounding this stuff that overrides the body's natural anti inflammatory processes, and then of course I'm setting up for uh, the, um, the the punchline of how CBD works differently in the body. Sure, yeah. So I think the I think the part that that happens here is that a lot of us, I mean, we we've grown up with ibuprofen. I mean, that's something that we just take when we have a headache or we have some sort of ache or pain. And perhaps in a in a more sedentary setting, you know, there's um, there is a place for that. But when your body, it's studies have shown that when your body is under the stress of an endurance event or or you know an, an, an endurance um, uh, training, whether it be a race or or that, when your body is under that type of stress, the way in which uh, these anti-inflammatories work in our body is such that um, it can it can do serious kidney damage. And so studies have shown that, it, that endurance athletes that have taken um, these, uh, they've taken ibuprofen, have then come back, they've done the studies and, and seen where their kidneys have been damaged by, um, by taking ibuprofen. And so I think there's a big education component here that just because uh, you can take it while sitting down on the couch doesn't mean that it, that it reacts and acts the same way in the body when you're, you know, at mile 35 of an ultra or you're on my uh, hour three of a bike ride. 
So understanding that understanding that aspect of it then says, okay, well, if if that's dangerous for me to take during an endurance event, um, then what's the alternative? Because things things really hurt. (laughs) So and we want you know, we want to perform well. We want to be able to finish. We want to be able to do our training. And so what are some of the things that can help us through that? And this um, the surgence of uh, CBD um, is is really one that athletes can now seriously consider because it is federally legal. It is legal in most states. Um, it doesn't get you high. It's all natural. Uh, it comes from the hemp plant, which is part of the cannabis family. So this isn't this isn't pot. This isn't THC. It's not going to get you high. Um, this is an all natural anti-inflammatory for our bodies that can help us um, do these sports. So what about that uh, aspect where you want some components of the inflammatory process to run their course as part of the training adaptation effect? Um, Dr. Kelly Starrett talks about uh, you know the, the wonderful benefits of using cold therapy and plunging into the chest freezer, but not for at least an hour after your workout because part of the workout stimulation is to promote inflammation, and then the body right. responds by uh, repairing and, and coming back, uh, coming back stronger. If it's allowed to inflame and then try to work its way back to homeostasis, and I believe that that was some of the objections to taking the uh, the nonsteroidal anti-inflammatories in conjunction with exercise. Not to mention increased risk of injury. I think we should put in there where you know if you have a tight uh, lower back that's you know chronic and and coming up every time you train. Um, that's the, your body trying to protect yourself because you have muscle imbalances or you're overtraining. And so when you kind of mute that, uh, that response between the muscles and the brain, uh, getting those, those pain receptors going, uh, you're taking away that protective mechanism. And I, I believe that you're digging yourself a deeper hole. So again, I'm trying to position the CBD in different light to see, um, do you have any recommendations about waiting a while to take it after workout? Is it working on different inflammatory pathways or something? Yeah. So what I think is important to know is that, um, first of all, our bodies already have CBD in it. Our brain, our brain makes it. Um, and, uh, we just, we just don't have a lot of it. So this is, we're not introducing something into our body that's new and that's causing our body to, uh, react in a way that's, that's not natural. What CBD does is CBD works with the endocannabinoid system, which is essentially a neurotransmitter system. All of our organs in our bodies um, have endocannabinoid receptors, and CBD works to uh, not eliminate inflammation, but suppress the immune response um, of inflammation, such that it it's trying to put the body more back in a state more in a state of uh, homeostasis rather than saying um, we want to constrict blood flow we want to um, uh, you know constrict um, areas uh, uh, fluid into areas like it's not that this is working with the endocannabinoid system to be a more balanced approach to um, uh, to controlling inflammation. Uh, that's a little. That's a little sciencey for the the general <laughs> listener. So um, keep going. You know uh, that, that sounds so, very interesting. So, okay, and so let me yeah. let me just let me break it down. Basically, CBD works naturally in our body with our body's natural systems uh, to suppress inflammation rather than try to just eliminate it. And would this go into the category of like 
nutritional supplement? I mean, we're taking this from the hemp plant. Is that right. is that a edible uh, agent, or are we are we going into like um, a drug like uh, extraction where that's why there's some regulation on the product and so forth? So, as far as it being a a, a supplement, the FDA has not um, uh, classified it as such. Um, this is something that you can take. Uh, in, in a number of different ways, you can take it orally. Um, it can be vaped. Um, there's a number of different ways that you can take CBD. Uh, so, um, you know, we, what we find is that taking it uh, orally, and, and again, there's no, it, it's not toxic. Um, it's very, very well to- tolerated by the body. So you can take this in a number of ways, but in terms of it being like an actual supplement, the FDA hasn't classified it as that just yet. Oh, so it's just classified as uh, it, it's floating around there, and you can buy it. There's no, there's no uh, regulation of that nature. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why you know we're so interested in helping educate people is because there's not any regulations around it at this point, um, and so it's important for you know athletes, runners to learn about what this is, what to look out for, what to avoid. Um, and, uh, and, and, and then how to take it. Right. There's some concern where I I guess certain products on the market are a blend of CBD and THC. And so the interested consumer might want to know that the, the THC is the, the, is the psychoactive, uh, element. And so if you want to stay clean, so to speak, you're going to look for, um, something that, has minimal THC, no THC, a 16 to 1 ratio I heard someone tout as <laughs> optimal. Tell, tell us about how THC interacts and or doesn't interact in the case of your product. Yeah, so THC is, um, so we have the cannabis, the cannabis plant, and of that, there's, there are several different varieties. So one variety is going to be uh, the marijuana plant. The other is going to be uh, the hemp plant. And what we're talking about is uh, uh, CBD, which is short for uh, cannabidiol, um, and that is an element that is found in the hemp plant, in abundance in the hemp plant. And the hemp plant is very, very low in THC. The marijuana plant is very high in THC. So we're talking about CBD, cannabidiol, which comes from the hemp plant, and it will have um, many products out on the market because there are trace amounts of THC in hemp, um, many products on the market will have trace amounts of THC. It's not enough to get you high, but could you fill a drug test? Perhaps, depending on how uh, sensitive the drug test is. Our products, for example, we use a process during manufacturing that actually takes out all the THC, so it's THC-free. Um, and yet we're able to leave in all of the other good parts of the hemp plant that help CBD work more effectively in the body. Uh, so there is a, a strain of, uh, or a type of CBD, if you will, called CBD isolate, where they have basically isolated, hence the term isolate, they've isolated the CBD. So it's CBD all by itself. And what studies are showing is that that doesn't seem to work quite as well, uh, quite as effectively in the body. So what you want is a whole plant remedy. And that's what, for example, that's what ours is. Um, you'll, you'll hear different terms on the market. 
such as whole plant, uh, full spectrum. Um, and that's, that's what athletes want to look for. Uh, and then we go one step further by saying you've got the whole plant, but we do take out all the THC. So that way, if you're being drug tested or you're concerned about that, um, you know, that's not a worry because we've, we've taken all of that out. Oh, so why is there any advantage to finding a product with a certain ratio of a, a small amount of THC that uh, doesn't have uh, discernible psychoactive effects? Yeah, so some studies are showing that, um, so what we call this is, we call it the entourage effect, and that is uh, entourage, if you will, all of the all of the helper elements that help uh, CBD work better in the body, which is why, again, we want to um, uh, maybe not consider isolate. So uh, the fact that THC is in there can, can enhance the entourage effect. Um, however, there's a new development on the market, and, and this is what we're doing now with water-soluble TA, uh, excuse me, water-soluble CBD. And the big difference there is that a water-soluble product will give you many, many times more CBD actually in the body than a typical CBD oil product. And so um, it's still early days, but what we're finding is, is that because there's so much more CBD in your body, that that may um, actually override needing to have any uh, additional THC in there to increase the entourage effect. I guess uh, leading up to uh, the next question leads me is, why is it so expensive? <laughs> I mean, it sounds, it sounds great to have a, a anti-inflammatory boost, but when you're comparing it to, you know, let's say, other purchase decisions when you're looking at people pitching supplements and great things that endurance athletes can take. Um, why are we stepping up this high? Yeah. So I think there's a number of things driving the price right now. Um, so there's uh, certainly a bit of a supply and demand issue. And what I mean by that is that um, uh, for a long time, hemp has been um, a bit hard to come by, especially quality hemp. And um, we're talking more about um, uh, hemp that is, um, we call phytocannabinoid rich hemp. So there's industrial hemp that's made for like, it's used for paper, rope, textiles, those kinds of things. And then there's, um, what we term medical grade hemp, which is phytocannabinoid rich hemp. And, um, that's been a bit hard to come by for a number of reasons. One, it is, you know, a, a part of the cannabis plant. So there's been all kinds of legal and gray issues, uh, gray area issues there. Um, the 2014 Farm Bill went a long way to help out with that. But one of the things that it didn't do was that um, it didn't allow for farmers to be able to uh, get crop insurance on their, uh, on their hemp crops. So a lot of farmers were like, well, that might be a great thing um, to grow, but if I can't get insurance for it, you know, I'd much rather grow something that I can get insurance for. So, uh, you know, for example, last, um, uh, last year, when we saw these hurricanes on the East Coast in North South Carolina, there were a number of um, hemp farms that got hemp crops that got wiped out. So now that the farm bill is passed in 2018, uh, what we're seeing is is that the the insurance industry and, and opportunities for farmers to be able to get crop insurance um, is changing. And so from that, I think we're going to see more hemp being available. So I think that's one. Um, the second is that um, it's pretty expensive to do the extraction uh, to get CBD out of the plant. 
And um, we're just now starting to see um, some uh, some bigger manufacturers uh, come in with scale that can uh, process uh, large amounts of hemp at once, where they can they can really begin to produce CBD at scale. Um, a lot of this has been uh, you know sort of very small sort of cottage industry extraction um, companies that are doing a great job, but it just it takes a long time to extract it and it's really expensive. Um, but I think as we see more hemp coming on the market and bigger manufacturers being able to produce at scale, we should see the prices start to come down. So uh, basically, we're talking about uh, a, a natural agent that's been shown to help pain, inflammation, sleeplessness, anxiety, depression, neurodegenerative disorders. And the success stories, I'm paying attention. My, my lifelong friend, uh, Stephen, champion runner, says that he's... Uh, we received relief from uh, a strange, mysterious neuropathy condition that he's been to the finest medical experts to try to solve and pop in some CBD and noticing some benefits. I've talked to so many other people, including family members that uh, feel like it's making a, um, a significant impact in, in things like uh, anxiety and uh, inflammatory conditions. So yes, uh, how's the science looking? And um, is this thing a tidal wave that's going to come where... The, the whole country is going to be using this uh, in five years or something? Well, I mean, to give uh, to give a little bit of context on the growth of the industry, um, you know, you, last year, year before, CBD was probably somewhere in the $500 million uh, range in terms of size of an industry. This year, it's, it's projected to be a little over $2 billion a year. And then uh, within three years, it's projected to be over a $22 billion industry. So we're looking at some, some uh, just exponential growth here. And I think that what makes this uh, so powerful for, for athletes and, and really people in general, but for athletes, is that it's all natural and it's a painkiller. Um, and, you know, we're dealing, we're constantly dealing with pain, whether it's from injury, whether it's from training. Um, whether it's from, uh, you know, we're trying to recover faster. And so if we have a natural way of managing this that helps our bodies, uh, there's, just, there's just so much demand. Um, so I would, I would see this continuing to grow. I mean, we're going to see, um, you know, we're starting to see CBD companies popping up in all kinds of places, car racing, uh, you know, <laughs> sponsors, different things like that. So, so it certainly is, uh, is here to stay, I think. Uh, so, you know, personally, I just ordered some. I, I popped for the, uh, the, uh, the, the top quality stuff from Venga, and I look forward to trying it out. Uh, but I'm not sitting here with a specific uh, massive complaint. Um, you know, I don't have joint pain or, or difficulties. Um, I'm reporting uh, good, stable uh, <laughs> mood and uh, functional, uh, functional fitness and putting in some good workouts. So, would I just, um, you know, try this as a, a, a general strategy, or do you think this is really for targeted where you're dealing with recurring, uh, I don't know what, um, you know, stiff sore joints or or something like that? Well, I think there's a couple things to think about on that end. First is that um, by adding additional CBD to your body you're actually putting your body in a better state to handle when some issue or trauma arises. 
Um, so I think that's that's one that you can oh, look at. Wait a sec, I got I forgot. Um, I'm I'm complaining like crazy of of too much soreness after my uh, high intensity strength training sessions. I, I don't know why I'm, I've been working hard for a long time, but I I have that uh, two days later muscle soreness, which is really annoying. Would that help just with um, uh, you know, reduce muscle soreness days after workout? Certainly can. Certainly can. We're seeing um, uh, not only in our own use as me as a trail runner, Dave as a cyclist. Um, we just received an email this morning from a customer that's been using it for a month. Uh, he's a runner. Um, he's gotten a little bit older. He's got some knee issues and he's like, I can't believe it. He said, I, I would do hard track workouts and not be able to run the next day. Now I'm doing my track workouts and I'm able to go out and run the next day. No problem. Um, we've got, uh, I've got another athlete who was involved in a, um, uh, a bike accident last year and she started taking our CBD and within five days she called us up and said, um, this is, she had major hip pain and she said, this is the best my hips have felt in nine months. So, uh, certainly, um, another aspect of it is, a term we call it mental resilience, but I think that it's, um, you know, you can say uh, stress and anxiety. I think that, um, you know, in my experience with endurance sports, once you get past a certain level, so much of it becomes about being able to have the mental capacity to deal with issues, you know, during, during races, during training, you know, the mental part of it is so uh, important. And what we're seeing is, and what we're experiencing is, is that CBD really helps us just be much more balanced and calm. It's not like an antidepressant where things are necessarily uh, blunted or or masked over, but it's just a um, just a sense of of just being more calm and balanced. And I think that's really important when you're you know uh, in you know mile twenty eight of a of an ultra and things aren't going well, and and you know that the mental part of it needs to be strong so that you can make the right decisions. Uh, to help you get through that um, that that part, and uh, so we're seeing just terrific results on the uh, on, on the stress and anxiety part. So obviously, you and Dave are big time into the endurance scene, and you're targeting endurance athletes. That's I'm sure a, a driving factor in that. But uh, are is this community uh, you know a really a really juicy target market because of the way they train, uh, separate and distinct from let's say the, the basketball player market or, or something else? Well, certainly I think there are opportunities in sort of what we would call start stop sports like basketball, baseball, soccer. Um, you know, we're, uh, we've gotten terrific traction in the obstacle course racer community. Um, <laughs> those guys are doing, I mean, they're doing ultras and they're doing uh, all kinds of things to tear their bodies up. So, you know, anything where there's, um, where there's that sort of uh, issue where you're, you're, you're putting your body through some punishment and you want to perform better um, and you want to you be able to recover faster um, and, and, and help manage some of those painful symptoms. Um, and one of the things that we really appreciate about this particular market is one, I mean, the way I look at it is, you know, anybody that does an, any sort of activity for an extended period of time is an endurance athlete. So if you're doing a 5K or you're a hiker or you're a rock climber or you're a motocross racer, I mean, we see all those as as endurance athletes. 
And, um, you know, we're not uh, going after this saying that, you know, this, this cures cancer, this cures Alzheimer's. Like, we're, like, that's not what this is about. This is about helping people do the sport that they love forever. And this is a way that is an all natural uh, approach that can help out with a number of different areas that they need to manage, you know, with sleep and recovery and, uh, you know, inflammation management. Uh, but we are seeing the product targeted to those other populations, uh, like the cognitive or the mood disorder uh, world as well. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. And and again, studies are showing that um, that it that the CBD does have um, an effect on the brain, and the way that it works is similar to the way um, some of the major antidepressants work. It's just doing it in an all natural way. And how's the science looking? Are we looking at some, are you going to uh, please the, uh, the, the people in the high towers with the white coats looking for real data at this point? <laughs> well, you know, I think, I think what's, what, what we're going to see is um, it's, been, it's been rather difficult in the United States for uh, entities that receive federal funding to study uh, CBD because um, it's been federally illegal for so long. And now that this farm bill just passed in December, I think we're going to start seeing more um, uh, studies come out. I think that's going to open up the doors for um, uh, a lot more research to happen. And, you know, um, there and there already have been research studies in other other parts of the world. Um, and that, you know, my sense is that we're going to see um, some some significant research that comes out that really supports a lot of this, um, what we might call anecdotal evidence. Wow, that's fascinating. So, I mean, all along, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the dope-smoking potheads who report feeling more chill due to their habit uh, have been using this product, but only recently has it, has it been able to kind of uh, separate from from that underground community. Obviously, the legalization of marijuana is a driving factor, but and now it seems like we're taking another step away from, hey, you don't have to get high, but you can get uh, all, those, all those benefits that, um, that, that can be uh, you know, separate and distinct from those, those people pursuing a high with, the, uh, with the, uh, the, the THC element. Exactly. Yeah. And, and being able to take it in, you know, not having to say, listen, I need to, I need to smoke something. But now, you know, for example, we have soft gels that um, that have extremely high bioavailability because of um, we use a nano emulsion technology uh, in manufacturing that makes the bioavailability about five times higher than a typical product. So we're able to um, now deliver CBD into the body in a much more effective way and not just having to say, you know, really the only way you can do this is is to smoke it or, you know, make some sort of um marijuana butter or something like that so you can have it in brownies like we can do this in ways that um that are edibles um we've got uh you know uh, gummies those kinds of things that we can take it on the go um and then also have uh topical solutions too so um that you can apply cbd to a targeted spot we had a pulled muscle um a sore joint um those types of things and um uh, and, and the relief is, is really within, within just a very few minutes. Um, uh, and it's just, it's just astounding how it can help people. I mean, we were at a, at a marathon, uh, last weekend and we had runners come in and they would be complaining of, um, shin splints, of knee pain, 
pulled muscles and over and over again, we'd give them a sample and they would walk away and in three minutes, they'd come right back and say, oh my God, this is the first time my shin splints haven't, haven't hurt in three weeks. Like I'm buying this like right now. So um, we're seeing firsthand how this is really helping people and doing it in an all natural way. So what's taking place there when you apply something topically and get really quick relief, going back to your description of how this is uh, working with the uh, endocannabinoid neurotransmitter system. So I'm putting it on my shoulder or on my shin splint. Uh, Is that the brain's pain receptors uh, turning down uh, because of that activation of the neurotransmitter or how does that work? Yeah. So in that case, um, it's not going to be engaging so much with the endocannabinoid system. This is more going to be in the, in the realm of, uh, of, of pain management and the, and the, um, you know, and the, and the nerves and the things in those areas, uh, interacting with CBD. So, um, because, uh, it's really going to be interfacing with the endocannabinoid system when you ingest it. Um, and so a topical is going to provide, uh, you know, temporary relief anywhere from two to five hours, depending on, um, on how it works with your body. Um, and, uh, we've just found it to be a great way for people to be able to, um, you know, maybe they've got to get, they need to get to sleep. Maybe they're just needing to get through, you know, be able to sit down in a meeting because they've got back pain, whatever that might be. Um, and it, and it can really provide that, um, that temporary relief. Wow, guys! Sounds like you're onto um, onto a pretty awesome track here. Listen, we're we are just so excited about it, and 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 what what really makes us um, happy is when, like I say, we get emails from customers who say, "Hey, I'm back in the game. I'm back doing the thing that that I love to do. This I haven't, you know, I this is this is really." helped me with my pain. And, um, we're trying to make things very, very simple too, for, uh, for, for people out there. I think that, um, it can be a very confusing, uh, marketplace that when people say, okay, well, you know, what, what do I, I'm going to go get CBD. And then they start to, they go to Google and they start looking around and what they find is, is that there's all kinds of, um, of concentrations and sizes and flavors and different ways to take it. And we've decided to take a very, very different approach. Um, and we basically have two products, um, one that works from the inside out and work one that works from the outside in. And, um, uh, to make it very, very simple for athletes say, okay, here's one that you take. That's a, that's an oral supplement and it's very precise dosing. Um, and here's one that you can put on topically if you have a particular issue. Um, because again, uh, I've just seen out there where people get very, very confused. Um, they don't know what to take. And then what ends up happening, Brad, oftentimes is either they don't buy it or they'll just say, you know what, I'm, I'm willing to spend 40 bucks to try it. And maybe that's, <laughs> maybe they're buying, they're not buying enough of it. Um, so, so yeah, so we've tried to make the, the, the products very, very simple for people to, um, uh, uh, for people to get into it. And then we also came out with, um, an endurance athletes guide to CBD and that's on our website. And it's basically a 58 page, uh, PDF that they can download for free six chapters. It's everything you want to know about CBD, what it is, how to take it, um, uh, what it does in the body, the different types, what to look out for, what to avoid, 
Um, and again, that's that's in, in an effort to. I've been told it's too long, um, but but I think that um, I think that the endurance community is a little bit different, and that we're a bit of um, information junkies, and uh, people can go to the chapter that's uh, most applicable to what their questions are. And uh, it's just all in our mission to help educate endurance athletes on how they can use this to help them perform better and help them to continue to do the sport they love. Hey man, if it's too long, uh, tell those, those of us with the uh, short attention span to listen to this podcast and they can even put the podcast at 1.5 speed or even double speed and get everything into their brain really quickly and then go try the product. (laughs) That's right. (sighs) That was good. That was good. Yeah, no, I know. And, and like I say, we just, um, once we start getting in, once we started getting into this, it was just like, well, people are going to have a lot of questions once you start getting into it. And it can be scary because it's new and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a new industry. Um, and, uh, we just want to provide as much information as we can so people can make an informed choice. And we're trying to make our products very, very simple, but the highest quality out there. Um, so that, athletes know that what they're taking is the best that they can take and they're getting the maximum amount into their system that they could possibly get. Um, I think that's an important point to understand too, is that CBD is an oil and our body's 60 plus percent water. And so oil and water, as we know, don't mix. So most products out there, they're not water soluble. You're only getting about five to 15% actually in the bloodstream to make a difference. Um, so, you know, you're, you're, you're peeing out 90% of what you paid for. Um, whereas ours being water soluble, we're getting about, we're seeing 85 plus percent bioavailability so that, um, athletes know they're getting, you know, the maximum amount into their, into their bloodstream where it can have an effect. So aren't the oils, the prominent way to dispense the product on the market today? It is. Yeah, that's that. And that's the <laughs> that's a bit of the problem. What's up? I'm, I'm peeing away yeah. my oil that I just bought. Come yeah. on now. Yeah, no, that's I mean, no that's good. No bueno, man. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, that's the that's the piece that people don't understand. And they say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to buy this. Um, but they're only getting, like I say, you know, maybe around 10 percent actually in their bloodstream. Yes, they're ingesting it. But 90 uh, percent of it is um, is being excreted. So you're dispensing it through the gel. So you, you're inside the gel as a water-soluble uh, uh, CBD. That's correct. Yeah. So we use a, um, a, a, a what we call a nano emulsion um, technology process during manufacturing to emulsify the CBD into tiny, tiny uh, 25 nanometer size water droplets. And so they're so small that it can basically uh, penetrate um, the lining in the gut and be readily absorbed by the body. So you're getting, what, what's, what was your stat? You're getting 80% absorption where the 80. average oil product is 80% About excreted? 10. Yeah, yeah. Average, average product is between 5 and 15% and ours is 85% plus. Oh, mercy. Uh, are, are there a lot of water soluble products out there? Are you guys um, kind of trending here? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're certainly first, um, to the, you know, one of the first of the markets with this, I think we're going to see, um, probably some more coming on. Uh, but certainly that's one that you want to take a look for in the marketplace because you just want that high bioavailability. You just want to make sure 
that, you know, if you're, uh, you know, I, I liken it to like, okay, well, um, take, take all your power bars and only take 15% with you. Okay. Um, <laughs> cut them, cut them down to 15% and put that in your pack and take that on your ride. Right. Like, that's not what we want. Yeah, how, about, have have, how about you want the whole thing? <laughs> you're, you're, uh, you're, you're, um, using a gel at mile 80 and you squirt most of it on your Jersey and then you right. just get the very bottom. No good. Right. Right. Oh, That's my not goodness. Good. So these are things that people, like I say, it's it's an education piece uh, that's important for people to, um, you know, important for your runners, your your listeners to understand that there are these variables out there that just because you're ingesting something doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be able to get all the benefit of it. Um, you know, we've been dealing with bioavailability issues with, um, you know, vitamin supplements, with things like turmeric and curcumin. I mean, that's a tough one, too. Um, ours happens to have, um, um, uh, curcumin in there, uh, as well. And it's also been, uh, nano emulsified. So you're able to, um, get high bioavailability there. So, um, there's some, these are some important points that, um, that runners, um, uh, can be helpful for them to be aware of. Well, I think the, the, the deal closing, the, the highlight of the podcast to me was where, so just want to make sure we summarize this properly, where you're talking about. Uh, this this agent already exists in the body. You're you're ingesting more of it. <laughs> you're absorbing most of it instead of peeing it away. But as right. you ingest more of it, you're giving support to the the neurotransmitter system, the endocannabinoid neurotransmitter system, to kind of uh, mute that uh, uh, immune response to inflammation, uh, as opposed to the NSAID, the nonsteroidal anti-inflammatory ibuprofen dose which is blunting the inflammation, interrupting the genetic uh, uh, process of uh, inflammatory response in the body. Right. You well, said it. Well, dang, man, I'm sold. I mean, what about you, <laughs> listeners? Come on. This is no fooling around here. We got to... So if we're going to uh, make a commitment and try this, um, are you going to tell me I need to do it every day for six months? Or how can we get a proper test to really... Um, you know, do some compare and contrast. What I'm going to do is check my muscle soreness over the next few workouts, or I'm going to hit it hard and try to induce that response that I'm so used to and see if it can get a little better. And then how much do I take? Because when people say take two, I usually take four. Is that, is that a good idea? <laughs> well, um, I mean, the good news is, is that uh, CBD is very well tolerated in the body uh, such that, you know, we're seeing people, um, for example, one of our um, soft gels is 25 milligrams. But there are studies out there where people are taking upwards of 600 milligrams a day. So, you know, I think I, I, I only say that in just in the terms of that it's it is a, uh, a very safe substance, but that, you know, this is not a substitute for medical advice um, that if people you know really have a question about this, they should consult their their medical professional. Uh, that said. Who doesn't um, know shit, but we can consult Jay <laughs> well, and Dave. No, They're going to say. What's, what's interesting is we're seeing over and over and over again, many medical professionals are recommending CBD. Um, I mean, we had a, we had a friend of ours, uh, broke his collarbone, uh, two weeks ago and, um, his doctor was thrilled that he was taking CBD. So, um, you know, we're, 